Yo, this is Steve Bloom, the voice of Zeb in Star Wars Rebels. And you are listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So, Aaron, I heard you started a new podcast. I did? That's what I heard. I did. Oh, man. Yes, I started a new podcast um, all about the uh, Freemaker Adventures show. So what made you want to do a podcast about Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures? This is turning into my interview with podcast host Aaron Goins. Um, What made you want to start a new show? Well, I appreciate you promoting my other podcast um, (laughs) unexpectedly. Um, I don't know. I just was watching Freemaker Adventures, um, you know, that me and you had talked about Freemaker Adventures. And as I recall. Yes, yes, call me out. it was going to be garbage. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never said that. But I've never been a huge fan not of the cool. Lego. was not going to be good. No, I don't no. like the Lego movies. I no, don't like no, the Lego no. games. They're too childish. I'm too much of an adult. See, these are all things I did not say. <laughs> but I did say that. I was hoping for an animated series that was announced that was going to be, you know, similar to Rebels or the Clone Wars. Series and just like the Clone Wars because I want everything to be like the Clone Wars. <laughs> I want it to be in canon, you know, all that thing. <laughs> and so when I heard about Freemakers, I was just like, eh, no big deal. But I did watch it the other day. Well, not the other day. I guess it's been a couple weeks now. And, yeah, I just really liked it a lot. So enough to start a new podcast. It prompted me to, you know, look and see if anyone was doing a podcast. It didn't really seem like anyone had one focused on it or Lego Star Wars in general. So I was just like, you know what? Maybe start a podcast. See if, you know, see if it works out. So. So you guys have done one episode so far. Uh, Two, I believe. Is the second one out? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm a terrible friend. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, we have two episodes out now. I do the podcast with Jonah Marie Macias, who you also podcast with. I do. So we're kind of keeping it in the family there. But yeah, so it's it's been fun. It's a you know my third show. It's a lot to juggle. I don't know how you do so many that you do, but um, me either. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot to juggle, but it's it's fun. Yeah, and it's a Freemakers is a really fun show as well. So it's it's fun to podcast about. And Leland Chi apparently really likes our podcast too. So he keeps, oh, really? he keeps commenting about it. Um, so, so that's always a positive. So what is the show about? Um, basically we're, the main focus is we're viewing, we're doing reviews of the Freemaker adventures. Um, you know, so just episode reviews, but then we do talk a little bit about other Star Wars or Lego Star Wars, uh, things like you know the sets and minifigs and the game that just came out uh, for the force awakens that kind of stuff is getting mentioned as well and i think you're one of our official correspondents so you'll probably be on the show too am i that's yeah, you that's are cool. even if you don't want i didn't be. even i didn't yeah. know that <laughs> yeah i'm telling you now <laughs> what am i corresponding about <laughs> no. um yeah i kind of brought this up too because i am gonna help you guys out with um as we all know i do lego collecting not just Star Wars, but in general, I do Lego collecting. I think we've talked about that quite a bit. And I also have played all the Lego games and 
Lego is a big part of my fandom. So I'll be involved to an extent, but I just I can't host another podcast with you, Aaron. No, I'm sorry. I know, as I know. As much as you would like for me to. <laughs> yeah, but we will have you on whenever you're available. You're always welcome to come on. You're probably much more of an expert when it comes to Lego than either of us are. And, <laughs> and uh, I know you're excited about the Force Awakens game. So I think that's going to be kind of the first thing we shoot to have you on to talk about that. So Yeah, so no previews. Although I will say about the game that getting to see the Ewok dance stuff that happened, that in that end scene of the first level was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I busted out laughing on multiple <laughs> occasions. <laughs> nice. All right, so what's going on in our book club? Well, well, this is episode 58 of Star Wars Bookworms. I don't think we said that no, yet. No, we didn't. It is. It's episode 58. I'm Teresa Delgado. This is Aaron Goins. Okay, next. Get past <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, so book club, um, book for uh, June and July. We kind of extended it out for Bloodline. Uh, we're talking about uh, Star Wars Bloodline. And uh, got some good conversation going on over there. We're gonna let that run to the end of July, and then we will start up with Life Debt uh, for August, which is a book that will, as we're recording this, will be released tomorrow. Probably by the time you're listening to it, it's already been released. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the news for the book club. So head on over to Goodreads and check out uh, the Star Wars Bookworms book club if you want to discuss those novels. So I guess really the main news we have there's couple things. One thing is that Star Wars The Force Awakens comic novelization. Does that even work? Comic adaptation? Adaptation, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, okay. Whatever the right <laughs> word is. It began its release with Marvel and it's written by Chuck Wendig who does Life Debt. So, or Life Debt. I guess Aftermath. What is the series called? Is <laughs> I mean, it, it was aftermath, a- and then it's like, is it aftermath, life debt, or yeah, is it just, yeah, so aftermath, the aftermath is like the series. trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the aftermath trilogy, and he's doing the comic adaptation for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I don't know if you've seen it, but I actually have the first issue. It's kind of interesting. The art is interesting, and also sort of in- strange. <laughs> I'll say that, but. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then Poe Dameron number three came out recently as well. I have that because my mom is getting me all of those. So my mom has become the person who buys my comics for me. <laughs> she goes. To, that's nice. She goes to the comic book store. She has some, she has subs to these. And so she has a sub for me too, apparently. This is what I've discovered because they just show up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, kind of the way we review the comics is, you know, we always wait until they're collected into the, right. you know, the the volumes. But that means we get a little behind on kind of the individual issues um, if we're not keeping up with those. So I know you, you've kind of pick and, pick and choose which ones you've been keeping up with. Um, that's been based off of the ones my mom buys me. once your mom gets you. So that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just at uh, Midtown Comics up in New York City the other day and was noticing all the individual issues sitting on the rack and kind of brought back memories of going out and buying all the, the Star Wars comics as they came out. I was like, oh, man, I need to start doing that again. But I, was, I couldn't help myself. I picked up the, the latest issue of the, the ongoing Star Wars series, the the one they did like another one-shot or Kenobi's in the Desert. 
and I was flipping through it and all this cool stuff was in there and I was like, oh man, I really got to get back into kind of catching up on that stuff. I know the Poe Dameron one looks really cool as well. Um, Han Solo series is out. I think they're up to issue two on that one. So yeah, there's a, a lot of Marvel comics out there right now. Yeah, well, the artwork in the Poe Dameron comic I like a whole lot more than in the Force Awakens yeah. series. Yeah, I've seen the so. artwork for both of those, and I would totally agree with you. Yes. And then our second news item is that Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt. That's a lot of colons <laughs> in that title. <laughs> it comes out on July 12th, 2016, which when you're listening to this, it's gonna that date will have passed. But... Basically, it's coming out, and we had seen the cover of it before, which was, it's, like, really yellow. And I remember you and I commenting that we didn't really love that. Um, and But we did just get the cover for the third one in the series called uh, Empire's End, and that one is themed orange. Yes. So we now have a blue, a yellow, and an orange. Which I think I'm like, they, okay. I think it's red, yellow, orange. Is it red? I thought Aftermath was blue. I think it's red, but maybe I'm I'm remembering incorrectly. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, Why don't you Google that for me I'm really saying, quick? I'm sitting next to all of my books, so I'm trying. I'm looking around to see if I can catch it, but they're not very organized, so I'm not sure where that one's at. But either way, yeah, I, they're going for the color, like the solid color theme, um, with. The, the ship, you know, all three of them have had, you know, a ship on it, right? Yeah, so here's my question for you. Do you do you like the covers for these, or are you kind of, like, indifferent? I like them. Yeah, I think for what they are, I, they're they're unique. Um, I like that they don't have any, you know, the characters or anything like that. Um, I, think, I think the way they did them, yeah, I like them. I like Empire's End. It reminds you of, like, kind of the events of Lost Stars, when you see that, you know the the uh, star destroyer kind of okay. crashing. See, I hadn't I hadn't put all that together. And I know for a fact from what they've talked about is that that novel is actually going to tell in more detail that battle that happens in Lost Stars. Oh goody! So that'll be a cool <laughs> a cool tie-in <laughs> to you know. You know how I feel about space battles, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but you liked Lost Stars. But I liked the character part of the story of during the battle. I liked more of what was going on between our two people, less about the battle-ish part of it. So unless they're planning on talking about my characters, about Sienna and them, then I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if we get some sort of a crossover where those characters are mentioned or even portrayed, featured in that novel but it'll be it'll well be you know what I want I just want a sequel to Lost Stars so let's just put that out on the table <laughs> that would be best well Claudia Claudia Gray is still writing you know more novels Bloodline was pretty popular so yeah you know there's always that possibility see I know I really like the cover of Bloodline more so than I like the cover of these but you know can't judge a book by its cover true as they say true so the Barnes & Noble edition comes with some really cool posters. So if you're going to get a copy, I would head over to Barnes & Noble or go to barnesandnoble.com and pick it up through there. And um, One of those posters is of Mr. Bones. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Really funny. So I really want to get it. I might buy the Barnes & Noble edition just to have those posters. You know, Mr. Bones kind of reminds me of the of Roger from yeah. uh, 
uh, from like a killer the version of Roger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the Freemaker Avengers. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think I'm excited for Life Debt coming out. I know it's going to focus a lot more on like Han and Chewie, which, you know, Aftermath, we didn't get a lot of focus on the main characters. So it'll be cool to see. And it'll be cool to see how they, they tie in like Nora and Sinjir and, you know, some of the other characters, uh, you know, Temin and uh, see how all that ties in. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that coming out tomorrow. It's just going to be so weird because it's like I feel like I have to go back and read Aftermath just to remember what happened. Yeah, I just don't really want to go back and just see skim it or read the you know just read the, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia recap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best way. All right, well, we are reviewing on this episode, and this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than we usually do. But we are reviewing Star Wars Princess Leia, the collected Princess Leia comics number one through five. I don't recall that did Leia is Leia still going on or did it finish after? Nope, just the five. It was just, just the five. So the entire collection of Star Wars Princess Leia. It was written by Mark Wade. Artist is Terry Dodson. Obviously, it was published by Marvel, and it was released November fourth of twenty fifteen. No comments about where we are as far as <laughs> review dates. Please and thank you. Okay, there will be spoilers because there it was out be. more than a month ago. <laughs> Way more than a month ago. All right, so it collects Princess Leia's number one through five and the synopsis has a lot of big star wars words so let's see how i do with this it's been a while so bear with me when princess leia organa was captured by the empire she never betrayed her convictions even after the complete destruction of her home world alderaan when her rescue came leia grabbed a blaster and joined the fight escaping back to the rebel alliance and helping strike the biggest blow against the empire destroying the death star did she really? I just, I question that fact. I feel like it was Helping. more Luke and Han, Helping. but I'm not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But in the aftermath of that victory, the question remains, what is a princess without a world? As Leia grapples with her loss, a new mission leads her to the underground world of Celeste. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, Celeste. A Celeste? I like Celeste better. Okay. I didn't know. The Empire is rounding up fugitive Alderanians. Alderanians? Alderanians. See, I need a... I, I go with Alder... I've always said Alderanians. Alderanians? But okay. might be wrong. Two A's, long A, Alderanians. And that doesn't sit well with their princess. But what can one woman do against the Galactic Empire? They're about to find out. Join the Gal... The, the Galaxies. <laughs> galaxies toughest princess on a quest to save her people and rebuild her life okay i just i i have to i have one problem with this entire synopsis what's that i don't like the fact that they keep using the word princess it's pissing me off you know that's a marketing thing i think it is and it's annoying me and i don't like it i could see yeah i could see why that would be annoying (laughs) um yeah i think you know that character is known that way and i think that they just like to use that term for her they even do it in the comic i think it's funny. yeah they do it's annoying by the way because they were like oh we can't call you senator anymore because there's no senate so i guess we just start calling you princess again whatever so, like i'm sorry it's no. cool for her to be a princess though nothing wrong no with that. no no it's not it's not because then it's like you know i think of snow white and oh that's not on me. Her. somebody somebody save me that's not who she is no not at all and i think that's... i don't need her to be called a princess it has negative connotations, especially when it's related to Disney. Well, there is something you should be happy about. 
because it, this is something that you you tend to make comments about when it comes to art. It's like you, the cover art looks so different than the interior art on most. It comics. doesn't. In this in this <laughs> it's case, the same. <laughs> the same artist. So I I thought about you when I was looking at that. I was like, oh yeah, Teresa should be happy about that. I was. So I guess, did a great job with Leia's hair. I just like to point that out. General and, I, general thoughts on the art across the board. Did you like the artist? Yeah, I did. I actually really did like the art. The art was very pleasing. I like the color schemes. I like all of that stuff. It was good. Um, I agree. It was. I actually really. I think that's one thing that Marvel has brought to the table ever since they've taken over the comics is the art. Uh, the quality of the art has has improved in this this series specifically. I really like the art. Yeah, and you know how we always used to make comments about how like the main characters didn't look like the main characters and stuff like that. Um. It doesn't bother me as much in the Marvel comics. Like, even though Leia looks nothing like Carrie Fisher, she's she looks awesome. Like, I love the way that they did her face and her... It's weird, but, like, her eyebrows and, like, the shape of her eyes and everything. And even so much so that they did, like, this flashback deal and you got to see her putting her hair in her little cinnamon buns. <laughs> and I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, they definitely... Like, she looks enough like the character where you're like, okay, that's Leia. But it's not like this, you know. They cop, they try to car- copy Carrie Fisher's face or anything like that. And I, I like that they took some liberties with how the character looked, and you know, she was recognizable to me as Leia, but not exactly what you would expect to see, maybe. Yeah. So overall, how did you like the story? Um, for the most part, I liked it. It, it was interesting how they kind of laid it out. It was almost. You know, she she decides to kind of go against her orders, you know, to go on this mission to save, you know, any surviving Alderanians that she can find out there. Um, and it's kind of interesting how they laid out the story where it's kind of planet to planet to planet, you know, situation to situation to situation. Uh, but it worked mm-hmm. well because of the individual issues, like each issue almost kind of focused on a different mission. Um so it was it was laid out well. I think the only one the only part that kind of threw me off that I thought was a little odd that I didn't like as much was the story where they went and kind of rescued the the musicians. Oh yeah. And like I thought that was kind of an odd, you know, section to it, but overall I thought the story was was pretty cool. You know one of the things that I liked and you know how I am with comics. I liked that you couldn't this wasn't the kind of comic that you could just blow through like five pages because all it was was like bam pow blah. You know, or ship battle. Like, it had a lot of dialogue, so it was wordy, kind of like a novel, but not so wordy that it was, like, way too much. And they really made you want to pay attention to every page, which not every comic does that. And that's kind of one of the complaints I have with comics sometimes, that it's just like, oh, look, pictures. No story, just a picture. Another picture. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the dialogue on this one was was very important to the story, I think. There was a lot of dialogue, you know, kind of like you were saying, it wasn't so focused on the, the visuals, although the visuals were great, but some of the dialogue was really important, you know, mm-hmm. with the relationship that was building between um, Yvonne, yeah, Yvonne and uh, Leia and kind of, you know, just the discussions they were having, disagreements and, you know, kind of even that big speech toward the end for Leia that kind of convinced the people um you know decide with her i think you know just a lot of the dialogue was very important to the story 
And I like how many women there were in the story because it was basically all women, which was pretty cool. Um, although Yvonne really does look like she could be Leia's sister. Like the way that they did their faces, they look like twins. Yeah, similar faces, different, definitely different uh, hair color. You know, the she was the the tall blonde, I guess, and Leia's like the short brunette. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. The the way that they drew their faces was very similar. But what did you think about the character of Yvonne? She was an interesting addition to the canon. I liked her a lot, actually. I liked her challenging the status quo. I liked her challenging Leia. I liked her conflict with herself of trying to stay true to Alderanian ways and, you know, trying to, I don't know, I guess maybe preserve their life. Um, because it took her a while before she was, like, really open with Leia and, like, actually told her what she really was thinking. Um, but I liked that, and I liked that interaction between the two of them. I, I thought it was really cool. I also liked, um, I guess it's Tace and her sister, which I don't remember her name. Tula? Tula and Tace? Um, cool names, first of all. And then also I liked the interaction that was happening there. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I thought Yvonne was a, a really interesting character. At first, I and I still maybe don't understand kind of her motivations and why she disliked Leia so much from the get-go. Um, I, I know, think I do. Yeah, I know they they kind of explained it and, you know, how she she felt like Leia wasn't correctly mourning the loss, you know, of the of the planet and, you know, calling her very cold and, and that type of thing. Everyone deals with grief in, in a different way, and I think that Yvonne was really, you know, projecting her own feelings on Leia and then making Leia pay the price for it. And I, you know, I just never really understood why she hated her so much. But it was an interesting, interesting story to see that relationship and how it, it evolved throughout the, the issues. I think it's more than that. I think it's because Yvonne was directly mentored by Leia's mother that losing Leia's mother was like maybe losing her own mother. And so she saw, you know, somebody who was potentially like her sister that was not outwardly mourning the loss of her parents the way that she felt like she should, you know, because she had that relationship with Leia's mother as well. Um, and that can be kind of hard. I, I, I feel like that, you know, people who are really close to other people, they expect them to feel the same way that they do. So I guess that whole projecting thing, but I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. We got some, uh, pretty interesting cameos in this series you know we got to see general dodonna after mm -hmm. the events of a new hope we got to see admiral akbar we got to see nian noom which we don't see him in the movies until return of the jedi right right so this would like in canon i guess would be before we ever even see him in return of the jedi he i guess you know he's a smuggler they've established him as a smuggler who apparently had some sort of a you know interaction with yvonne um, previously because she seemed really happy to see him and you know there was almost a little bit of flirtation between the characters which I thought was interesting <laughs> yeah well we see we see not that this is canon but we see him in Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens oh really <laughs> eating a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> I guess it makes sense did yeah. you not see that part I'm not when there were... yet oh him and Lando they're in the Falcon and they're eating cookies and drinking milk. Oh, really? 
That's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's starting to become a a more major character. I guess he had the one appearance in Return of the Jedi, but now he's been in The Force Awakens. Um, and you know now he's showing up in the comic series, so yeah, he's he's becoming a more important character in the canon. You have to have seen that part in the game because it's during the Return of the Jedi stuff. Is it? Then I probably yeah. I I must just have. To be fair, I was playing that game with a four year old tugging on my arm almost the entire time asking to play, so I missed some of the jokes. Oh, okay, well I don't know how you could miss that, but you should go back see if you can redo it. Maybe yeah, I could just start over. Or maybe you can find it online. But it's hilarious. So I did like the flashbacks all to Leia's childhood. I thought those were really cool. And I liked how they portrayed Bale. Because he reminded me of Bale from the Clone Wars. Yeah, the flashbacks were great. And I like that they showed that she was doing combat training. Yeah, it was cool. I think that was important. You know, we all know Leia's tough. um, But in some of these Marvel comics, she seems, you know, almost like she's... You know, she's just got a lot of fighting skills and anything and things that I wasn't expecting to see from her. So to kind of see the flashback that, you know, she had combat training um, and was, you know, kicking some butt even at a really early age, um, it, it made a lot more sense when you see her kicking everybody's butt in the comic because she did a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Her and Yvonne were just taking everybody out. <laughs> Girls unite. Yeah. So did you have any favorite parts to the comic or like an issue that you liked most? Um, you know, I think that kind of just establishing, you know, cause we, we saw Alderaan explode and we know that Leia survived. And, you know, I think we probably, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if, you know, we've had any other notable survivors in Canon, but it was kind of interesting just to kind of, to see, what did happen to a lot of these people that there were still a lot of them out there, you know, and now we know the kind of the full story on how they are reestablishing themselves and, you know, where they are in the galaxy, at least at this point. And, you know, the hope that there would be kind of an, an Alderaan going forward, even though it's kind of this mobile, you know, (laughs) mobile Alderaan. Yeah. Fleet of ships, which kind of reminded me of Battlestar Galactica a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was like, okay, that's something that they've really, we, they had never really established in canon, you know, what happened to all the Alderanians after all of that. So I, that was, I thought, very important. And to see that Yvonne is, you know, kind of the leader of that now. She's a very important character, and I think mm-hmm. we'll probably see more from her. I would like to, because I actually did like her a lot as a character. I mean, the overall story... I wasn't like so invested in the overall story. I think I was more invested in the characters and like just kind of seeing the character development. And I feel like that's weird to say that I didn't really care about the story as much, but I just kind of liked certain characters. So I liked the cells and the panels and stuff with them in it. And, um, I found the whole taste and Tula thing. Very interesting that she had no clue that she was passing information to the empire. I'm just kind of like, how do you not, know that your sister is with the empire i was confused by that yeah i guess i guess they were yeah you would think she would have figured it out by then but um you know it made for an interesting choice that leia made to kind of exchange herself you know for Mm -hmm. her sister um, showing her willingness to sacrifice herself which is you know admirable but at the same time it almost seemed like she wasn't grasping the importance that she you know she means to the rebellion mm-hmm. and like keep keeping putting herself in danger. 
a little haphazardly, but it all works out in the end. I think we see that in Rebels, though, with Leia in Rebels. It's very similar with because she's young, and I think we forget just how young she actually is. And I think you even see it. It's fitting her personality for sure, um, because I think even in Bloodline, I know I don't think you've read it yet, but you get a similar um, a similar vibe from the, her character even in Bloodline, where she's kind of going out in on these adventures and kind of putting herself in harm's way, even though she's an important figure in the in the government. So something that she's never shied away from, that's for sure. This pers- version, I guess, of Leia, I like a lot more. And it makes me want to like invest more time in her. Whereas before, if I had to pick between the two, it was definitely a Padme because Padme showed more um, willingness to do things that would jeopardize her safety and to, to go out there for other people. We saw that in the movies and then again in the Clone Wars TV show. When um, that was one of the things that I really love about Padme. So they're kind of making Leia more Padme-ish. And there was also that moment when she was on Naboo when she sees, like, mural painting of Padme. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Too bad she doesn't know who that is. But she, you could tell she kind of got that little, you know, that like, from Rebels, that little force sound that they make, like, when, when there's, like, force stuff around in yeah. Ezra. Yeah, that kind of sound. But, yeah, that... Yeah, that was a, a cool scene. You know, she got to go back to Naboo, and or I don't know, back to Naboo. I'm guessing she's been there before, right? Um, Probably. But yeah, just the fact that she, that's kind of the the homeworld of her mother and um, her seeing that mural that was that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, I think the they've been doing a great job with Leia in the new canon, keeping her consistent across all you know media that we've seen her in so far. And um, I, you know, I've never been a huge Leia fan like when it comes to the you know the different characters she's never ranked near the top for me um you know just different things about her personality and stuff I'm just like eh you know she's not my not my favorite character and she continues to be that to me like so even in this series as much as I did enjoy the story it was never a thing where I was just like oh yeah Leia like I want more you know I think for me getting this this short miniseries was enough um for her and I wasn't really you know hoping to to get a continuation of it now, do you have a female character that you do really like a lot? Because I know it's not Leia, but I can't off the top of my head think about who it was. Yeah, Ahsoka is a, a character that I love. Um, I love that character and would love to get a ton about her. Um, you know, I can't wait till they have the Ahsoka novel come out. Um, you know, kind of rewinding, I was always a huge fan of uh, Jaina Solo. Um, you know, that, that character was another one. And it, I think maybe the theme that we're picking up here is that they're Jedi. Um, and the, just in general, Jedi characters are more interesting to me as opposed to politicians. Um, so that might be part of it. They did make Leia a Jedi in the legends canon, which I did like. Mm-hmm. So when it's more of like, uh, these political, you know, kind of things and the, you know, that's that's where I start to lose interest. A, a story like this, you know, I found, like, points of it I was really interested in. I liked how it kind of all ended up. But as a whole, it was like I could have done without it. It wasn't something I was craving, uh, this type of a story coming from Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I liked it more than some of the other stuff. But, you know, there are other things out there comic-wise that I'm pretty interested in, like, Obviously, we need to get to the Lando comics for me because I really want to talk about those. 
Um, and there's just other ones. Like, I want to talk about the Chewbacca one. So there's other stuff that we'll be talking about comic-wise. Um, and I can't wait for Kanan, the rest of the Kanan comics, too. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot of good series out there. And this was a fun read. I And I actually read this one through twice um, and found that I really I enjoyed it more the second time around than I did the first. Yeah. So it was it was a solid one. Alrighty. So I guess that wraps up this episode. Like we said, it was going to be short. Um, we know that we are a little bit behind. A lot of that is falls on me. It has to do with my recording availability and my schedule that I have going on this summer and stuff like that. So I apologize for that. We're going to try to get back on track as quickly as we can. So what you guys may hear is you may hear an episode or two that does not have me on it um, just so that we can get back on track, but we will see. So if you hear an episode without me, it's not because I'm leaving the show. It's because we need to get back on a time schedule that works for you guys as listeners. So I think our next episode is going to be reviewing Twilight Company, but it may be another comic volume possibly in between that but we're not sure so um just stay tuned but probably twilight company will be next and you can find us on twitter we are at sw bookworms and if you want to email us you can it's starwarsbookworms at gmail.com and just so you know if you email us your email will get read on the show but because we're on a time crunch we didn't read any for this particular episode but they will get read because they are starred in our inbox and every single one will get read. So just send us an email if you want to talk to us. StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. And you can like us on Facebook. Uh, head on over there, search for us, StarWarsBookworms, and you will find our Facebook page. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you haven't done that yet and you enjoy the show, we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review. You can follow Teresa on Twitter and Instagram at IceColdPenguin. You can also follow me on Twitter at AmyGoins. So until next time, keep on reading, and may the Force be with you.